0: They say the best things in life are free, but that's not true. Go to patreon.com bmfcast and give us your goddamn money. Hour. Hey! There cast Variety hour! Hey, yeah. hey, variety hour. hour. Ow. Episode 19 of this voided hellscape that we're in. Yeah. Numbers. Yeah. pray. Yeah. Uh so I'm Harlow.
1: I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck.
0: Yeah. One day we'll have a full full <laughs> yeah. full compliment of the I finally
2: of, make it back and BJ's out, so you yeah. Know. This Whatever. Is it, this is how it is when you're home, man. You hey, can just re- be like, nah, I can't get out of bed and do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm too drunk. To make it, yeah, it's it's eight o'clock. I'm fucking wasted. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh, so yeah. It, it just in case you're for whatever reason joining us, brand new. We're not doing our normal show. This is just whatever we've been watching, whatever we've been doing. Just to the get second content. half is the whole episode. Yeah, or you know, whatever. We we didn't do any yeah. homework assignments, so there's no semblance, no order, no just chaos. You know, like the world. It this this is a reflection of the world. So. Unless of course you live in New Zealand, you know, then it's then they're like, "What's going on? What's all this chaos? I don't understand."
2: Yeah,
1: we just be like, "Hey, it's all things geek." Those those were my favorite. They, there was a while where iTunes was like only those. Like it was like every podcast was like all things nerd. It's like no, the, the two new Funko
2: Pops came out this week. Yeah, guys. have <laughs> have some focus, people.
1: Focus. <laughs> That's why our show has actually kind of lasted is because we had focus.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But anyway.
0: Yeah. But so, anyway, on, on with the lack of focus. Uh,
1: yeah. Let's talk some movies.
0: Okay. Um, you have
1: seen the most recent, I think. Uh, Mine might be more recent, but yours is probably more important.
0: I mean, this would have just come out in theaters on Friday if, yeah. if theaters were still a thing. It,
1: it technically did.
0: I guess it did. But it's also yeah. available immediately at home. Uh, that is mm-hmm. Bill and Ted 3 or Face the Music, whichever you prefer. They, they've never gone with numbers just Bill and Ted face the music
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, right so off, yeah last one was 91 right mm-hmm. it was bogus journey I believe so wow yeah so yeah so 29 years later mm-hmm
2: um it was time
0: yeah okay so I will say right off the bat I really really liked this um this is one of the few oh, like long dormant sequel Resurrection things that I think Totally works Um, And I think in no small part (laughs) I I feel like I've been Throwing shade at Dean Pariseau here recently just because Like for some reason he just crept into like that Marmaduke guy like it's just like all right, you made like a quality movie No I know it's not him but it's like you made (laughs) some Quality movie in your past like You know and it's like I know it's in you And then you just went on but he's not he just has A very strange filmography But he directed this and that's a good thing because I, I don't think this is, you know, this is obviously not on par with galaxy quest, but mm-hmm. it's clear that it's like, it's the same guy behind the camera. Like it's somebody who gets, you can't just be like star Trek, right? Am I right? Okay. You know, like that's not why galaxy quest works. <laughs> it's like mm-hmm. there's, it's deeper than that. It's like, yes, this works on nostalgia, but it's got to stand on its own too. And that's why, galaxy quest works is like it's not just uh a cardboard cutout you know it's not just like hey look remember that okay cool it's not the funko pop you know it's yeah it is like uh, you know a, a a good story on its own uh just happens to be a very well done star trek parody without it in, you know without the name um mm-hmm. yeah and this is similar except you know they get to actually be bill and ted but it's clear it's like all right, we have to recognize the past and honor the past but you know this also needs to move forward and i just think it handles it really well it's clearly kind of it's it it's weird it's it's low budget but it's not like i was expecting like the netflix revival of arrested development like just Mm -hmm. total green screen like you know nothing looks real that kind of low budget and it's not it's like it's still clearly like we're not going all out but they They pulled in like everybody they needed to to like bring them back basically that that they can you know (laughs) kind of hard to get george carlin but Mm -hmm. yeah
1: but yeah i i was good to see william sadler in the commercial oh yeah yeah
0: i mean like as soon as i saw he was involved i was like yeah okay because i I, it should also be noted it's no secret i don't think i i think i've said this before i think bogus journey is a far better movie than excellent adventure (laughs) like bogus journey is one of those things like it shouldn't exist. Like it's one of those weird things to me that it's like, this is a thing that should not exist. Like this should not be a sequel to this movie. It should not be making the references that it's making.
1: Yeah. It's like all Bergman references. Yeah.
0: And it's like (laughs) in a stoner movie. Yeah. It's that is just the weirdest thing. Like it's, Mm -hmm. yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's, it's kind of like, um, bogus journey is like one of those weird things, except it, (sighs) yeah it's just an anomaly like there's no reason that should exist like i like the stranger note it's like the the brady bunch sequel movie is like a very similar thing like it's like wow you just really went for some crazy shit in this like (laughs) just got references beyond just you know just tv tropes in general like you know and crossovers like it's all this weird like you know (laughs) shared universe like everything that was on tv is all in this weird like you know MCU style thing for like 60s -hmm. 70s and 80s television and it's like it's just really fucking out there and yeah I I think I think things like that are great you know Wayne's World 2 is another example of like that is just doing things that it shouldn't work
1: but does Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah anyway
0: yeah because I mean I I haven't
1: seen the first two since they came out and I and I found myself wanting to rewatch them so I could watch the third one. Mm-hmm. But I also found myself going, Man, I really want to watch Bogus Journey way more than I want to watch Excellent Adventure.
0: Don't get me wrong, I love Excellent Adventure. I've seen it a ton of times. There's nothing wrong with it and I, I adore certain things in Excellent Adventure. It's just Bogus Journey is just one of those things that's like I think it's I probably feel like like it about like you do with Gremlins too, where it's just like this shouldn't be a thing. Like it, this should mm-hmm. not this should not be the sequel to this other movie at all. <laughs> like it just doesn't mm-hmm. fit. It's like a to- complete and total tonal shift, and yeah. it's just nuts. So,
1: so what do you think of the new one then?
0: Um, it's it's it it plays it kind of safe, but it's also it is also a little weird too. But I I really like I really like its message and like I, I like a lot of things that it's doing and it's, it's having fun in the time travel thing without like, I just, I just, I think it has enough like branching storylines that it works out really well. Cause it's not just like, Hey, let's follow Bill and Ted and like, look, they're old now. haha You know, it's not mm-hmm. that at all. And it's like, yeah, there's some of that of like, that's the entire point of the thing is like, they've been given this, like you are the chosen ones. You're going to write the song that unites the, the galaxy or the world or whatever. And, they haven't still, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just like, but they've like the beginning of the movie, they, they've hit that like, uh, you know, 82 piece orchestra Beatles, like they're just like doing like throat chanting and 82 piece orchestras and all this stuff, like trying to create this incredible sound and it's just like (laughs) just fucking chaos you know oh so it's
2: brian wilson's pet sounds
0: yeah a little bit but like not good (laughs) like (laughs) like pet sounds is amazing like pet sounds is also one of those things that shouldn't have worked but it does you know and yeah it's just yeah i don't know i like it 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 just it 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 plays with a lot of like music tropes and things like that and but also like works really well in the bill and ted universe as a continuation and or ending i mean it's kind of one of those things like you could you could keep going with it in a way, but also this could be an ending because it's like, well, we took 29 years to make the last one, so this is probably it. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah, this would have to make like a lot of money for them to go, let's do another one of those instead of just like, yeah, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I've seen a lot, obviously because it's the new thing, I've seen a lot of people talking about it. And I think most people, Harlow, have been pretty much on your side of, of really enjoying it. But every once in a while, man, there's someone who's just like, wow, that sucked, and I don't get any of the people who like this at all. Um, so it's weird. It, it seems like a 90-10 split of, wow, that was great, and 10% is just like, this movie sucks, and everyone who likes it is dumb. So <laughs> Yeah,
0: and I, I will say, I mean, I am the exact perfect age for Bill and Ted. I mean, like, mm-hmm. they hit me right They're, at the right 69. times, you know, just when they came out, you know? <laughs> hey, what? <laughs> what was that? I said, are you 69? <laughs> Uh yes, yes I am. He's actually 420. Yeah. <laughs> uh yes, but no, I mean I just, just like I mean that it was just weird because the two movies grew with me. I mean the break between the two movies, I suddenly got into other movies. And so it was like here was this like juvenile haha, you know like dude yeah dude you know mm-hmm. kind of thing that's charming in the first one and then the second one was like all of a sudden I was discovering foreign films and then I watched this and I'm like holy shit I get this reference like <laughs> this is like what <laughs> like you know yeah. just one of those things you know where I was like why why do I get this like this is a this shouldn't be a thing this shouldn't exist mm-hmm but no, I I, I I I thought it was great, and thankfully a lot of the uh, digital services are doing a three pack bundle. Like they've upscaled or gotten four K copies of the old two, and I, oh, yeah. I, iTunes had all three for thirty five bucks, which is pretty oh, good really? for a movie that. Man, is see, I already have
1: the other two, so yeah. it's kind of like, ah. Uh, well, it's just being like the, I the wasn't new quite movie willing to pay the twenty five bucks to get the new one. Right. Yeah, that's just sight it. unseen, obviously. Yeah, I yeah
0: I don't know. I I really liked it I can't I can't go to bat that it's like some cinematic masterpiece or something like it's it's much deeper meaning or something like that like or it's Mm -hmm. subversive or whatever I just think it's charming and works did it
2: hit at the right time
0: I feel like it did you know I mean it's it's got a it's just it's got a nice feeling to it like Galaxy Quest does like you know it's like when it's all over you're like that, that was nice I now f- I feel better I feel mm-hmm. happier generally speaking mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. And, not, and not in that like you know, parent dismissive parents movie way where it's just like that was nice and you ask it <laughs> ne- next day like, what was that about it's like I don't know Bill Murray was in it yeah, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, so, yeah but what was it about I, there was a, a carriage or something okay you just <laughs> slept for 80 minutes out of a 90 minute movie didn't you <laughs> like, yeah because, I mean, that's, you know, I'm saying, like, this is good. And, like, you walk away and you're like, that was nice. And now I can tell you about it, too.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, good. Yeah. So, uh, throwing back to the 80s and things that probably shouldn't exist. Um, I watched Class Action Park on HBO Max.
0: Oh, yes, I did, too. Which is... And I forgot to mention that. <laughs> What's we were, that? When we were counting our movies, I did not count that. But I also watched it.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I, I talked about it on Discord because I was like everybody has to watch this (laughs) and it's less like about like, you have to watch this awesome movie. It's like, Holy shit. You need to learn about this thing that existed for 18 years. Somehow uh, where this is a documentary about a water park slash go-kart park slash motorboat park in New Jersey in the eighties that basically had no rules No insurance because the guy who owned it actually made a fake insurance company and bought insurance from that so that he could claim he had insurance, which he didn't. And they didn't hire any engineers to make any of their water slides. So they had stuff that would seriously injure people just trying to go through it if they were the wrong weight going through or they'd get stuck because they had one that was a big straight you know, a big 45-degree angle going down that went into a corkscrew at the end and then came out. But if you were too light, you just stopped and you couldn't make it up the corkscrew and they had to go fish you out. (laughs) (laughs) Or if you were too heavy, you came through too fast and you actually, like, smashed yourself on the thing. Or, you know, you got part way up the corkscrew and then just dropped onto the middle part and fell, like, through. Like, they they discuss one part where uh, the... One person went through, and then the next people that went through were getting scratches all over them, and they couldn't figure it out until they opened up the, the tube and found that there were teeth embedded in the lining of the tube from the first person yeah. that had gone through. There was
0: supposed there was like a foam covering at the top, so that if you came yeah. through too high, you didn't hit the hard plastic, you hit the foam, but people were yeah. coming up and just ripping their teeth Popping out.
1: Popping their teeth, <laughs> yes. So, yeah, this thing existed, and there is a shit ton of footage of it from the... 80s and early 90s
0: this whole thing is like if if like backyard wrestling or ecw had suddenly grown to like wwe size but never got any experts involved (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know it was like the same like hey y'all watch this what if we did this like what if i jump off the roof into a plywood thing with tax covered and then like at no point was somebody like yeah, but if you're going to do that 90, 100 more times, you should probably figure out a way to do it and not nearly break your leg every time. You know, <laughs> like, like like WWE does. It was like, yeah, we can do that, but also here's how to do it safely, and none of that. Yeah, <laughs> it's
1: just like this place that existed where, like, you know, you just take it for granted. If you go on a ride at Disney, you're not going to get decapitated unless something a truly horrible has gone wrong. I like Whereas this place is just like, like, it would
0: take a catastrophic failure of the ride for you to get die or, or you being really excessively or stupid to be injured or yeah. just like, oh, I'm going to take my harness off and stand up. And it's like, <clears> well, you did that to yourself. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah. Whereas this place, no. And it was just run by teenagers, drunk teenagers, drunk teenagers, which uh, I've, I've talked to a few people who have been there or who were, who had gone there. And they said, yes, everything's true. That that documentary says that, most of the attendants were drunk, and all of them were like eighteen at most. Running a freaking water park and serving beer and letting people ride go karts at however many miles per hour those went.
0: I think I think the thing that really <laughs> summed it up as far as like the because the, they they made mention of Lord of the Flies multiple times throughout the mm-hmm. documentary, but the thing that I was just like, holy shit, was. They had not only to have like go karts and they had like bumper boats and or no, they didn't have bumper boats. They had boats that people use like bumper boats, yeah. but they were not just supposed to be like little mini speed boats. But they had these yeah. uh
1: With little propellers in the back. Yeah, they weren't like jet skis where it's just like blow some, yeah. blow some water so, out the back. These well were that, like straight that, up had propellers. OK,
0: so yeah, while I'm talking about those, that one story that one lady told about like one kid got stuck on a dock and then another kid like. Rammed came random and then like launched the boat over top so that the propeller was like almost to his head. Like, you know, at first it was like, Oh my God, they're decapitated. Cause like the way the boat just like, you know, fucked the other boat, <laughs> like mounted <Yep>. it. And, <laughs> but they were like, they actually managed like their head went down, but they were just pinned underneath the boat. But like, she had to go over like, and like hit the person's boat that was on top of the other ones with a stick just to make them take their hand off the accelerator. Cause like the, the propeller was still going full speed, getting inching closer and closer to this person's head. know. <laughs> And then the person, then the news, they were like, "Yeah, and they just hopped off the ride, jumped on the uh, gondola, yeah, got in or, line for something or the, else, yeah, you know, whatever monorail, or whatever the fuck it was, and just like nothing happened." <laughs>
1: like there are just like like the stories are insane. But There's the battle, the, the, the battle tanks. They have battle I, tanks. Yes,
0: that's what I was. That's what I was going to say. Yep. That was the one where I was like, "Holy shit!" The fucking like, okay, I guess we're just taking no percussion whatsoever. Was the battle tanks because they have these little makeshift go karts that they turned into tanks and put a you know. uh they're almost like those golf ball retrieval carts, you know, mm-hmm. on the driving range. But they put a little uh, air they pressure. They had a tennis canister. ball launcher built yeah, into a it. tennis ball uh, air pressure. That would cannon. launch
1: at the other tanks, yeah. in the area.
0: Yeah, but they're all caged up, and you know, but you still yeah. just like launch them. But like, I guess some somebody people,
1: decided to bring gasoline. Well, they they, soak.
0: they just had the gasoline can that they refill the things just sitting there. Yeah. So, like, they so- grabbed the gasoline, the jerry can, and just. That drenched S- the tennis ball, <laughs> lighted on fire, S- and thrown
1: balls. It. Lit them on fire and started launching them at the other tanks. Like <laughs> this movie is insane. It's just and and they have so many good interviews. That's the thing. Like apparently, people on Letterbox hate Chris Gethard, but I thought that guy was absolutely hilarious. Like every time they talked to him about that it,
0: the, that was the dude with the glasses just sitting back yes. in his couch. Yeah, that, I thought that guy. was Yeah, hilarious. who
1: swore like every time they brought it up. That's great, <laughs> but like. It just They get so many good interviews of people and it's just so much footage. And uh, John Hodgman narrates it and he narrates it really well because he strikes the right tone of like, yeah, this is pretty stupid. And it just kept happening over and like, and it just, this thing existed for years. And, you know, eventually they get to the point where, you know, they're talking about the owner and, you know, that this is the guy who built a fake insurance company just so he could keep the place open. And they eventually go to, you know, basically start talking to people who were injured there or had family members who died there. Because yes, there were multiple people who died. Not just like, oh, you know, a kid drowned in the wave pool and they shut it down. No, multiple people drowned in the wave pool over Yeah, multiple people died on
0: the same ride or whatever, same attraction. Yeah. And they just opened it back up.
1: Yeah, but you know, they obviously they get to a point where they're like, you know, talking to a family who lost their son there. And like the son died like three days before his brother's wedding and he was supposed to be the best man. Like there's just some horrible, horrible shit. So it kind of like it takes it down a notch, but it's also kind of essential for the way they're telling you about the story, obviously. But then they kind of get to the end and they're like, yeah, man, but it was the 80s. So it was kind of like, whatever, you know, and it's there is a it is a good point when they get to it where they're basically like everyone in the 80s were the last kids who just were unsupervised, you know, where it was basically just like. Parents let us run out and do what the fuck ever. And, you know, it was like, you know, you think about movies like E.T. and The Goonies and all that, is like those movies don't, you know, happen anymore because that doesn't happen with kids anymore. Like they're always supervised somehow. And it's kinda like they never quite make the connection between like, places like this are exactly why. <laughs> like, you know, it's it's this place's fault that that, you know, people that parents worry about their kids getting, you know, getting hurt doing stupid shit. But it's, it just kind of it's like one of those movies that doesn't quite stick the landing, but it it like it coasts by just on what the hell like the stuff it's describing and these people are talking about. It's just it's insanity. Like like it is like I cannot. I, I still like I, I watched it yesterday. And I still cannot believe this place existed and that people I know have been there and we're like yeah that place was dangerous, man. <laughs> like like they called the wave pool the grave pool. <laughs> and they called it what was it Traction Park? Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Well, I think it was so. actually Johnny Knoxville came up with the Class Action Park for the name of the movie because he yeah. said that on like Kimmel or whatever he was on. Yeah, like, yeah. Because,
1: because, yeah. I guess they made it into Action Point at yeah. I mean, whatever that was a year or two ago. But like, yeah, co-written
2: like, by Mike Judge of all people.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. He probably went there. Like, like that's, that's the a, thing yes, is probably. there's like it, it, there's just a lot of people who like you know were in that that New York area that had been there and yeah. wanted to talk about it, obviously. I, I mean,
0: I, I enjoyed watching it. Like, like you said, cause it's, it's like the slow train wreck thing. You know, you're like, I, I honestly am dumbfounded that this place existed. Well, you know, and and, and, they, this, and they get into detailed
1: descriptions of yeah. all the rides too. Oh yeah. So it's like, it's very vivid about how everything worked and some of the rides that they tried that didn't work. Right. That if you think about it, there were too dangerous for this place that's how you know those rides were fucking insane.
0: Yeah. But like, I couldn't I, I couldn't say I truly enjoyed watching it only because like the whole time it doesn't do enough. Like, I hate to say it, but it's like, you have to make documentaries or whatever these days where it's like, sometimes you've got to hammer home what you're actually trying to say. And there's too many times yeah. this just reverts back to like, yeah, that was crazy, but man, I have great memories. You know, it's like, ah, yeah. oh, come on. Like, you take like...
2: Hey, if you didn't die well yeah <laughs> but i mean great. like there,
0: there's too much like it's too much nostalgia like yeah but man things were crazy back then and it's like okay look i know we live in maybe possibly too safe of a world now you know for mm-hmm. kids you know um but like you also like if we don't be careful we'll just be back there it's like the you know not understanding your history is doomed to repeat it kind of thing you know and it's like it feels irresponsible to not like have a hard line stand of at the end of yeah. like no, fuck this place and don't ever let something like this happen again. You know, like this is this is <laughs> insane. You know, like you have to you have to understand that. Like like at the end of the day, like this is this was bad. <laughs> like like yeah.
1: yeah. And I mean they kind of touch on some of that obviously with the families who lost people and like, you know, people are talking about like people dudes dislocating shoulders and all that, jumping in the pool. But I I think you need that as well. And I think that's why they put it in there. Otherwise it's just like people describing a jackass skit to you. is is almost like what it would, what it would play out as.
0: Yeah. But I mean, that's that's what I mean is like they, they they frame it by showing you a lot of footage when like headbangers ball went there one time and stuff like that. Like in all the MTV stuff that like used to be filmed in that area. And it's like, yeah, okay. Like we, 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 are, we've taken responsibility or we are trying. Most people are trying to take responsibility for the dumb shit that we said did and everything else in the eighties and nineties and every any mm-hmm. other time. And like, I feel like the inclusion of the family that lost their son, it should have been more of people like that. I'm not saying like, I want to yeah. glorify the tragedy, but it's like, it felt like compulsory. yeah, but they don't
1: show up to like the hour mark.
0: That's what I mean. It felt compulsory. It was like, Oh, somebody was like, you really need to interview somebody with something negative to say. Cause like, all these people are just like, oh man, that was crazy, and it's like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, I know it was, <laughs> but like, yeah. you're you're at the, when you're when the round trip eventually gets back to nostalgia and is like, yeah, but that was a better time. It's like, no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, but but it's definitely it's well worth watching yes. for sure. Yes. just like and like and just finding out about this place. It, it's just one of those that coast by on that for me is it's just like this, this is fascinating. Like I'm glad somebody focused on this thing and got people to tell stories about it because that's it. like, I'm still like, like to think that existed in my lifetime is insane.
0: Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, nobody, nobody actually wants to watch Ken Burns documentaries. They're, they're wall to wall (laughs) packed full of information. And generally like they're about subjects that you can't, they, they don't, they don't rely on interviews. Like I feel like all, mm. all documentaries now that's it. It's just like, well, just go sit some people down in a hotel room and talk to them about their experience with the thing and maybe do some, you know, dumb recreations with them where they're clearly not the age of the thing mm. they were talking about. And you obviously didn't have this footage, yeah. <laughs> Um, but it's like, I, I, I kind of, I'm kind of disappointed by the fact that like, that's all documentaries are now. Like it's, it can be compelling and interesting. And, and I understand like, the very nature of a documentary, unless you're one of those lucky ones. that was like, well, we went just to do this and, and this thing happened, you know, like we just mm-hmm. happened to be here and like, you know, like the give me shelter thing where it's like, we were just going to cover this not Woodstock thing. And holy shit, like <laughs> the Hells Angels yeah. were fucking well, crazy. And this one yeah. gets
1: lucky because there's so much footage yeah. of that place, you know, between sure. home videos and just, you know, like, I don't even know what kind of footage it was, but I mean, it wasn't all just like people taking the video camera around it. It was no, no, no. Yeah.
0: But I mean like, like another example is uh, the other documentary that's happening on HBO, the Val, the, the thing about the Nexium stuff. And it's Mm -hmm. like, that is also obviously based on a lot of interview type things after the fact and does a lot of like the dumb recreation stuff. But they also have just like a ton of footage that they probably shouldn't have from inside the system. You know, and it's like.
2: Also, I'm, they all recorded every phone call they've ever had. Right.
0: Well, I think it was like. It, well, it was like at the point when they were all like getting suspicious of the thing. So I'm. I, I think it was like, at that point, you know, like I, I don't right. know. It's, whatever. I'm just saying, like, it, it, there's. My point was is like, the fact when you when you base a, a documentary solely on interviews, it, it seems to it comes with a, a slant, a, a, an opinion, if you will, and. Mm-hmm that's the thing is like i think if like you take out the 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 one victim family that documentary would be like oh man like oh that place it sure was dangerous but man i'd go yeah. again if they built it back tomorrow and it's like yeah that's part of the problem that's what we're saying like like <laughs> i'm not saying it's the fault of anybody that went there and had a good time or whatever like you know i'm not i'm not suggesting like you were a bad person if you went there and actually had fun i'm saying that like as as a species we have to learn that like to maybe curb our self-destructive tendencies mm-hmm. and things like that <laughs> and figure out like, what's why we're wanting to cheat death to have fun. <laughs> you know, like what is that? Like, because we've taken away the, the, the danger of the hunt uh, like our bodies are still like, I need to feel danger and I'm safe. <laughs> you know, I don't know, like figure it out it's mm-hmm. beyond me. I'm not a fucking psychoanalyst. Yeah. <laughs> I am just saying like, at the end of the day, like things like this shouldn't have a, like a celebratory nature of this, like, obviously fucked up place (laughs) like with fucking criminals possibly with mob connections running it (laughs) you know like the fact that like they didn't get shut down faster
1: you know Mm -hmm.
0: like how they survived one death in their shit part place in new jersey like how do you do that
1: well and insisting on not settling on any lawsuits and dragging them out as long as possible so that people would just give up because it costs too much yeah
0: like i said there's there's just something about like there, there's just a lot of shady shit going on there, and, and I mm. feel like the documentary barely scratched the surface, or maybe barely could scratch the surface, but
1: maybe they were afraid to. Possibly, <laughs> yeah. No. Anyway, oh,
0: I'm man. Just saying it, it was fun. I mean, it, I, I would still recommend watching it. I just, like I said, it was yeah. disappointing that that's like kind of the takeaway of like, oh man, things were crazy then, and I'd
1: yeah. I'd go back. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, I would now. I mean, I'm not fucking scared of Action Park right now. I mean, like. I'd go there today because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the, yeah, cause, the... well, I'm saying like, who gives a fuck right now? <laughs> like, <laughs> let me fly yeah. off the alpine slide and hit a rock. Yeah. You know, it might be I for one welcome better. Death. better. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, Chuck, you said you watched some movies. Do you want to tell I us did. About I, them?
2: Why well, I watched I watched a movie, oh, uh, a movie worth talking about. Uh, there's a 2020 release called Body Cam. Uh, which is a, a horror movie starring Mary J. Blige. Okay. Uh, um, so this was filmed a year ago and then quietly dumped out right in the middle of the pandemic. Um, and I just knew it was a, a recent horror movie. So I was just like, I, it's horror season time to watch the, the horror movies. Um mm-hmm. Did not realize going into it how relevant it would be to current events. Uh, It is about a town in Louisiana where they have had yet another innocent black person killed by the hands of the police. Uh Uh-oh. And uh, so the, the town's on edge and everyone hates the cops. And then suddenly a predator thing shows up and murders a cop. Okay. That's like the first 15 minutes. And I'm like... Okay, sweet, yeah. Okay, everything is going on now, but also the predator. Let's, I'm, on, let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, it does, it does not maintain that. And if you read any synopsis of this movie, for some reason, it tells you exactly what the movie is about, which I do not recommend. It will become very obvious to you what the movie is about as the movie progresses, um, and you'll know way before the movie reveals itself. Um, but. Man, the sense of wonder this thing has in the first like 20 minutes of just like whoa, what is this? This is this is awesome. Like like it's heartbreaking and then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, that dude just got yanked up into space. <laughs> and then fell all back right. to earth and impaled on a fence. <laughs> What's going on here? Um yeah, it's super relevant in ways that are super uncomfortable. There there's one extended sequence in particular that is just infuriating in terms of what's happening in the scene and how it relates to things going on right now Mm -hmm. um but i i thought as far as modern horror movies about some sort of supernatural thing this seemed to be produced well and made well and didn't feel like cheap bullshit it's it's a paramount movie but it's like shuffled off to one of their tiny companies it's like (laughs) their sub brands yeah it's like paramount players or something it's some Mm -hmm. like some sub paramount brand for like the cheap movies but yeah it just yeah it just doesn't feel cheap it felt like a pretty well-produced thing and uh i seem to be the outlier on it a lot of people watched it and were like well this is garbage um but it's better than that (laughs) it is it is better than that, and I think it's I think it's worth watching. I think it's very sincere. I think it's very relevant. Um, it's got some absolutely legit jump scares in it, like super legit. Like usually you can see a jump scare coming, especially now, and just be like, yeah, there it is. But like this one got me like three times. Like three times I was unprepared for just something going, bleh! <laughs> so, yeah. So the Dracula's were in it. <laughs> it's <a> space Dracula. <laughs> that's the bad guy. <laughs> yeah. Bleh. Bleh. Yeah. So um, yeah. I it's I, I. So it's called Body Cam. Body
1: Cam. And Mary J. Blige is the only person we'd recognize from it.
2: Yeah. There's a dude from Dexter that's in it that you'll recognize from mm-hmm. either Dexter or a million other things. Everyone else is kind of like you kind of look like that one dude on that one thing, but I don't know if that's true or not. So, okay. but it, I mean, it's, it's dark, it's sinister, it's oppressive. It's, it's spooky. Um, it's, it's not the best. I mean, it's not, it's not the greatest thing in the world, but I i no. thought it was better than average and was pleasantly surprised by it. So I wanted to make mention of it and say, seek it out. But oh, cool. Okay.
1: So, uh, I guess Mary J. Blige is a connection because uh, I've watched yeah. two seasons of Umbrella Academy and she plays an assassin in that. Cool. Yeah. Uh, obviously been gone for a bit. <laughs> um, I have seen two seasons of uh, of that show. Um, like Harlow, I think, said a while back, the second season I, I like a bit more than the first season. Though I think the first season has a little more focus, but there is one. It's hard to talk about it without getting spoilery because, but it's, I saw what storyline they were doing fairly like midway through. And I was like, okay, we're doing this one. All right. I can, I can deal with that. But.
0: I mean, I think you can tell people what you're, I don't think there's any reason to allude away from it. Cause. Uh, either well I'm just saying either someone is watching Umbrella Academy and picks up on it too pretty quickly because I mean or and you know I, what the I'll, other thing is you know I'm just saying like I'll I don't just it's say it's a
1: it. pretty popular comic storyline from a different comic and this is the second best version of it because they the other adaptations of it have not been good but this is probably the best one since the original one so mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll uh, I'll leave it at that but man it's I don't it's interesting that I got into the show. Because honestly, like... The first few episodes... Basically, everybody is an asshole to everyone else. And then even like characters that you're like... No, nah, they're good. Like, by the end of it, it's like... No, fuck them too. <laughs> <I don't laughs> fuck so them I, big time.
0: I, I like almost everybody. <laughs> like I don't know if I'm a terrible person, but I like, well, I mean, like the kids. I mean...
1: Well, it, by the second the, season, I liked all of them. Yeah. Because they like... They've actually they got over just bitching about their childhoods, you know, it's kind of, but but so much of the first season is the majority of them bitching about their childhoods and trying to figure that part out.
0: Well, it's also, yeah, I mean, there's also like they had broken up and mostly gone away. So it's like, it's them coming together to commiserate for the first time Mm -hmm. about how shitty their childhoods were. I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And, and it, it's frustrating to me, like two big knocks I have on the first season is the episode where everyone actually has growth and something happens gets undone like immediately as soon as the episode ends and then it's like uh no all that growth never mind about that like and it kind of it sucks <laughs> and uh the end of the season ends on just like one of the biggest blue ball moments where it's just like huh all right then uh and, like I would i if I, if I hadn't known that people really liked the second season, I probably would have been like, man, this could kind of fuck off. Like, I, I just, I, I severely dislike the way the second season, the first season ends. And it also reminded me a lot of Watchmen, where it's kind of like those last two episodes are like, all right, man, plot, plot, plot. Let's get that plot, 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 plot. And it just becomes trying to cram everything into the end and have it be this big spectacle and kind of forgetting the stuff that got you there. Because, you know, like, and it doesn't make it bad. It's just kind of like, tonally, it's like, I feel like the last episode has about like, a third of the dialogue of a normal episode. And that kind of harms it somewhat. But then, yeah, the next season is just kind of, it's just fun. Like, I, I think it's like everyone, the, the everyone's comfortable with who they are. It's, there's a good reason for them to be separated. You know, it's like, it's kind of, and they don't, drag it out too much like I was afraid that they were going to take till like the seventh or eighth episode to get everybody back together and that doesn't happen at all and I was glad for that but um, yeah it also it introduces a whole lot of questions that it doesn't really get to answering Um, but it definitely ends in a much more satisfying manner than the first season did like by far like it actually resolves (laughs) things that uh, you know that had been lingering so I was I was about that a lot, and they introduce a couple new characters that I really really liked. Um, one in particular, who I hope returns. Um, I don't know in what capacity she will. Uh, so that's kind of tough because it's kind of narrows it down a bit. Yeah, yeah, but um,
0: is it the daughter? Yeah, it, is it the daughter or the mother?
1: <laughs> daughter. Okay. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. Yeah, like, like, she's likable immediately. And that's the thing is, it's like, it's fine. like, oh, well, this is a likable character. <laughs> like, how about that? <laughs> we actually like them when they're introduced. Though, Jen pointed out, for some reason, they really dumb up Luther in the second season, and that gets a little frustrating because it's like, he's pretty smart and capable in the first season, and the second season, he's just kind of like, they're like, oh, no, nah, he's our dumb lug, and he just kind of goes with it. And it doesn't, he's the only one I feel like gets shortchanged But I think everyone else's characters kind of improve in the second season and have some growth, whereas he kind of like regresses to just a dumb guy, so to speak. But uh, yeah, but it's it's nice that the other character they introduce is like 100% good. Like there's not a bad bone in that character's body, which is so desperately needed in a show like this where it's like, God, you know, like especially midway for the first season. I was like, man, some of these people can fuck the hell off forever. And it's like, finally you end up kind of liking them. There's still a couple that I'm like, eh, hopefully oh, they can kill them off.
0: What's that? I, I said, I hope it's not Klaus. I would be upset if you don't like Klaus. Is it Klaus? It's Klaus. Oh, I love Klaus. Uh,
1: I'm what? i I'm curious though. Did that guy have in his contract that he can only wear a shirt for one scene per season? Because I swear to God, that guy is naked like for eighty-five percent of every season, or like in his underwear for eighty-five percent of it. Yeah, like
0: yeah, e- I think it's just that you know it's that tall, lanky rock star build. You mm-hmm. know, like it's just. I think there's just something about that. If you you know if you have that big Jagger body, you're just like, well, you know, I can't yeah. wear a shirt for very long. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. But I mean, it's it's definitely a show worth watching. Like if I can get over the assholishness because <laughs> like there was a point in the middle of the first season where I was like, okay, the, the, the thesis of this show is if you were born on October 1st, 1989, you are destined to be an asshole, which still kind of plays out if you think about it. But, um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh,
0: You don't like my favorite character. So what? I don't know. My second favorite yeah. character would be Allison. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Is she, yeah, they, they, I like what they did with her storyline in the second one, though. I feel by the end, she's kind of like barely in the last episode and that's kind of a bummer. But, you know, it's when you got that big a cast, you kind of have to figure out ways to, you know, (laughs) somebody's going to get the short change at some point. But uh, yeah, but I mean, it's definitely I'll I'll watch season three if they get around to it. Apparently, uh, the comic still hasn't even put out the storyline that they basically tease at the end of the, of the second season. So we'll see. But yeah, I I liked it. I mean, uh, there's some, like you said, it's just, it's, it's made on kind of that little bit higher level than you're expecting, you know, and their, their montage game is strong. Like they're not quite up to breaking bad level, but their montages are generally some of the best parts of the show.
0: Yeah. That's the thing is like, it's, it's, it's not just a typical superhero thing. It's like, there's cool direction going on with how they're making the, show, the episodes too. Mm-hmm. It's not just, you know, when I was, I guess, uh, internet hating on uh, doom patrol when I said, it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, that feels like a TV show, you know? Cause it's just yeah. like, yeah. Point camera, let thing happen for the most part. This is mm-hmm. like, let's do inventive things with the filmmaking too. Oh yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Though I, there's a couple choices they make that are a little odd as far as like, uh, you know, there's a point where Klaus has been sober for years, and they—I feel like they treat him. Is it falling off the wagon? I—that I, Seinfeld joke always throws me off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> falling off the wagon means you started drinking after. Yeah,
1: yeah, like like when he falls off the wagon, it's kind of not. It's it's treated like oh, there's Klaus being Klaus again, you know, as opposed to kind of like no, this is a shitty shitty moment for this guy. And what, it kind of
0: liquor store. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's kind of that that one was a little. It was almost like no. Well, we still want to do the scene this way, even though it didn't tonally fit. At least for me, but but yeah. Well, I think
0: I, I mean my my defense because I like Klaus so much is mm-hmm. I like first season Klaus almost better bec- because he's so broken. Like, like there's something interesting to me about him just being a barely functional alcoholic. You know, <laughs> like mm-hmm. like I mean like to me that's just like it's a very interesting character thing. And don't get me wrong, like cleaned up Klaus is obviously a good thing for him but it's like I feel like that that montage was kind of an audience cipher of you're like alright we're back we're going back to crazy Klaus and then you kind of mm-hmm. have that like it gets it gets more distorted as the scene goes on because then like the realization of like oh no this is actually bad like mm-hmm. for, for a moment you're like fuck yeah go back to drunk Klaus that was fun and then you're like oh no like this is actually that would be bad for him yeah <laughs> yeah I don't know
1: yeah but yeah, it's definitely, it's, you know, a well-acted, well-made show. And unlike the boys, I feel like it's not holding off on the superhero stuff just to be cheap about it. Like, yeah. it's not... Because, like, the boys always felt like they were... It, w- it was always limited by budget. Like, you might have one scene of somebody doing a superhero thing, and that's it. You know? And it's...
0: Yeah, I just started watching it, that because... You you mentioning Umbrella Academy? I was like, yeah, I keep like well, I saw like you know the season two. I think is either starting or started this or Friday. Now. Okay, so I was yeah, like, this Friday comes I, out. the reminders of that. I was like, oh yeah, shit, yeah, I meant to watch that. It's yeah. Oh, I didn't realize you hadn't watched it. No, yet. I hadn't. Um, and the, yeah. the thing is, is like I will keep watching it, but it's it's not one of those things like I was compelled to keep watching Umbrella Academy. This is like a eh, all right. Let's it's see a lot more episodic.
1: Yeah, like after the first couple episodes, it settles down into like you know because the the first few are like a a storyline, and then all of a sudden it's like here's this episode here, and then here's this episode about this. So it's a little it's yeah, a little I, different in that regard. It's just
0: weird. Like I mean, other than like Carl Urban, like I don't like him. I don't like his character on there. But I'm I yeah. like not. I don't care about anybody on that show. Like I don't care about the main guy really. Like if you, yeah. if he's not selling me on it really. I mean I. It, this sounds, that sounds bad because, like, with the plot of the movie, I, I, I'm with his plight. I'm not buying this guy doing the plight, <laughs> like, like I sympathize with like what happens to him and his motivation mm-hmm. or whatever. I'm just saying, like, I'm not buying the, the actor dude so much. Yeah, it's just, it's not mm-hmm. clicking for me. As, as it's not bad. I'm just like,
1: how many episodes in are you out of curiosity? Five or so in the first season.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Like I said, I mean, yeah, maybe it'll turn. I'm going to keep going. It's just like Umbrella Academy, like right away. I was like, yeah, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah.
1: And there's also like, I think with the boys, there's like this overwhelming cynicism and nihilism and kind of grossness about it. Sure. Where it's, you know, it's that kind of like everyone's shitty and, and why aren't you realizing it type thing that that show has, as opposed to Umbrella Academy, where it's kind of like, it's almost like the show saying everyone's broken, but there are ways to fix this, you know, and there, there are people who want to fix it, help you fix it. And it's kind of the boys is a lot less about that and more just kind of like, you know, well,
0: it's, it's really funny. Cause I mean, I don't want to get on like comic adaptation talk for mm-hmm. too long, but like, I also don't really super love the preacher adap- adaptation either. If we're talking Garth in his adaptations.
1: Yeah, I haven't. I, I've, I've. I I wanted I, to watch it and just never did I, I, because I, I kind of knew there's no way to do that show properly on even on AMC. Uh,
0: no, <laughs> that that shouldn't yeah. be your fear. I mean, like that. No, okay. that show fucking goes for it. Because uh, I did But watch it's too. also,
1: I read it at a much different time in my life, and I wonder how yeah. childish it would feel to me now. Well, and that's, how edgelordy lordy, it would be.
0: I, I don't know if I'm gonna maybe I, that's the thing is I'm kind of wrestling with and and it's funny because I maybe I'm doing a lot of wrestling with this like things of the past stuff now mm-hmm. but you know that that should just be your life, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um but not your life just you know, the royal I life, know what you yeah. meant um but like I I feel like this and Watchmen and all these like dark things like I, when I you know when I read the comic maybe it's just my own personal optimistic Pollyanna attitude that like I, I read it differently and I feel like when you hand it to somebody else and they were more into an aspect of it and lean into that, it just, it's like, Oh, well that's not really, I never thought that was that important to this story. And you're like, that's your main focus of it, you know? And don't get me wrong. Like the Watchmen movie is fairly shot for shot adaptation to the move, you know other than the changes you know yeah things that just didn't make sense in the cinematic uh light but mm-hmm. but like you know preacher was just like oh like i i never read preacher this cynical like i didn't read it that way and like the way mm. i'm showing it it's like I, you know I, I can't i can't it's like you know it's like i guess it's like people that complain about book adaptations like i didn't read that character like that or i didn't see this like this and i'm not necessarily complaining with like the characterizations of people it's just like oh this is actually just like you read it tonally different than I did and maybe mm-hmm. I read it wrong or I wasn't really getting the point when I read it but you know like to suddenly seeing it, it like adapted like that I'm like oh that's hmm okay like it makes me question the enjoyment of the source material if like maybe I didn't get it right <laughs> you know or something just yeah. watching preacher play out like it does and, and it and it diverts somewhat from the comic pretty quickly i mean it things happen in a different order in the TV show as to how they happen in the comic and you know, different characters are moved to different characters. If that makes any sense. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Like I said, the boys is just that way. Like, I've been mean, like, I, I I don't think I read all of the boys comic, but I read enough to like, I still wasn't getting this level of cynicism towards everything that this show is about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I have a level of like threshold of like, I want my superheroes and, or anybody else to be shitty. And I just feel like everybody in the boys is like extra super duper shitty <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Yeah,
1: yeah. I mean that that kind of seems to be the ethos of the entire show, which yeah. is a little. It doesn't make it an easy watch, that's for sure. Yeah. But.
0: Yeah, I mean, you got like two characters that are supposed to be kind of innocent, but one's not so innocent, maybe. But you know, like, and then it just leaves you with this other character. It's like, all right, you're not giving me much with this character. So, like, if that's my mm-hmm. audience cipher, like, ugh, like come on.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, yeah. Um, I did some of the homework for <laughs> that you guys had a few oh. weeks ago. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, we watched American Pickle. Hey, there you go. Yeah, Jen was in uh, in the mood for something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like I don't, I know, would, if I, I, I don't know if I would have pivoted right to that. But. Well, I mean, I was, I was. <laughs> I was gone because uh, our old dog got sick and we had to say goodbye to her and yeah, it felt like that was a movie that wasn't gonna, that might be, have some funny stuff to it and wouldn't, you know, have a dog in it. So, <laughs> you know, it's kind of, yeah, yeah. And, and I was like, you know, and I, I heard what you guys said about it and I was like, ah, uh, well, we'll see.
2: Cause you I know, you guys, guys weren't really,
1: well, I mean, you guys weren't really about it, you know, it was kind of like, yeah, that was all right. And I ended up liking it it more than I thought I would. Um, I, you know, kind of talking about reading things wrong, uh, Harlow, I felt like that movie had a lot more to say that it just didn't want to bother to say, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of stuff, like, as far as, like, you know, I think there's a more interesting movie there without the hijinks in the middle, where it's like, no, we have to be fighting each other. Like... There's there's something there, you know, as far as like family legacy and, you know, that they, that they touch on, but they don't really go into it. And the same with like celebrities and cancel culture and that sort of stuff where it's like they touch on it, but they don't really, they use it more as a plot device rather than like, let's actually explore some of, you know, let's actually try and say something about this. Right. And it gets frustrating, you know, where it's. I mean, you know, it's like there's really super heartfelt stuff about religion there at the end, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, tra- tra- and linking that to family identity that I think, like, in a movie that isn't such a hurry to get to the end and just be, and, you know, and not quite figuring out its tone, I think there's a much better movie there that doesn't quite get to come out. And it made me curious about the original story to see, like, how, you know, how that plays out. And if there is, you know, more of that depth is there. Cause as it is, it just feels like it's kind of like checking boxes about the things they want to talk about. And I just feel like there was a lot more there that they could have explored, but you know, it, it just, it felt like a missed opportunity, I guess is, and it's unfortunate, but I still really enjoyed it. Cause I mean like the, the stuff near the end is really heartfelt. And I really, that's, that's yeah. like really when I was like, all right, I'm back in on this. Mm-hmm.
2: I, I think Harlow and I, especially were just basically like, we wanted it to continue to be nice and, just that yeah. forced like now we are mortal enemies and we will destroy one another well yeah. one of one will destroy the other the other is oblivious that it's happening um i i just wanted it i didn't want i didn't need that it could have just yeah. been a, a an hour and a half of them trying to figure shit out mm-hmm. yeah. and bringing you know? up like yeah, and bringing
0: and, up social issues like i mean I, I had this conversation recently with somebody that it's like it, it's 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 the kind of interesting discussion you could have had via a movie like this where yes a hundred years ago family was different and more important i think than it is now because i mean mm-hmm. you you typically lived in a small community and you're you know and, and a lot of times would live with your family for a lot longer than you can now you know it's like mm-hmm. you would continue to live with your mother and father until you were like got married when you're 30, maybe you're 40 and moved out and started your own whole new family thing. And it's like, now we're, we live much more in a society where it's like, you can choose your family. You know, you can go out and like make friends and things that become more of the family substitute easier. And then you could, mm-hmm. I'm, not, I'm not putting a, uh, uh, unimportance on family, but it's like, it's just, it, that should have been brought up as like, it's not, it's not quite so crucial in, you know, tight knit as it once it yeah. kind of needed to be out of necessity. So, but yeah,
1: yeah. I, I just I feel like there's a lot more there. Like, like, and and I feel like there's something with his parents that maybe is explored and something they deleted out of that. That you know, that got edited out because it seems yeah. like there's more there than just what um, Herschel discovers late in the movie. You know, mm-hmm. there's there's something else going on there that that they never really get into and that feels like a
2: missed opportunity as well but the way he reacted when the topic of his parents first came up was like oh they died Mm 9-11 like that was how he reacted when the news was that his parent i mean i realize that the timing of that doesn't work out but yeah like he just reacted so harshly to the mention of his parents i was just like oh shit there's something really Mm -hmm. major he's you know the the end of this movie is he's going to have to explain nine eleven. 11 Actually, no,
0: that timing, I'm thinking about it, like, no, timing wise, that actually would have been kind of, I'm not saying perfect, like, yes, kill his parents in nine I'm saying, like, the age that Seth Rogen is, like, if, if, like, The maybe, age that
2: he is, I think he's playing younger in this. True. Yeah. Yes. I'm he's, just saying, he's like. He's playing, like, 24. Yeah, because they're so there at his college graduation. Well, that's what so. I mean.
0: If it's actual Seth Rogen, who's about 40, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, yeah, graduate college and then, like, what, you know year later they die you Yeah, know, like that could yeah. have been really interesting
2: but he was also very believable as like a 24 year old guy like i was like oh no you're not gonna be able to pull this off but i was like oh yeah this is fine mm-hmm.
0: but also maybe somebody was like hey you know it's seth rogan people are gonna ex- expecting a dick and fart and pot joke movie like maybe let's mm-hmm. not mention nine eleven. 11 i guess plot device i'm just saying like <laughs> yeah somebody might have had that conversation who knows
2: mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah but i mean it's it's Yeah, we watched a little making of thing afterwards, and just like the whole filming that half of the movie with him with a beard and then filming the other half of the movie with him normal is just crazy. Like, I mean, it works like you never would have known, but holy shit, what a pain in the ass. (laughs) You know, so
2: so was it James Franco in a green suit?
1: (laughs) No, it was some other guy. I, I forget his name, but he looks a little bit like him.
0: Okay. Is it his? Yeah. Whatever is uh, the partner guy that's like never in anything the, the Michael Sarah to his Jonah Hill. <laughs> no, oh right, right. right. Whatever. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> yeah. His his producing partner Evan yeah. Goldberg. Yeah. I don't think it was him either. Okay.
1: But, yeah. I don't know. But could, but yeah, this guy saying. basically he had to like he would sit there wearing the outfit but he wouldn't say anything, or, or at least not in the beard scenes. Like when he was when he was playing when when Seth Rogen was playing young version and. Uh-huh the other guy had to play the beard part. They would basically play the lines on set and he'd just be wearing the beard and he'd stand there giving like facial expressions, but he wouldn't do any of the speaking, okay. obviously. But they had him speaking, you know, in the original scenes when it's bearded Herschel talking to, you know. So it
2: wasn't just some schmuck trying to pretend like he's doing Herschel voice. No, he's just He's just standing well, there providing like an eyeline, basically. Kind of, yeah. Which yeah. I thought for like... For one of these gimmicky things, where you know we've seen it a million times—split screen and whatever—try to you know digitally insert someone into a scene. This was the first time, like it was convincing that they were actually looking at his, his double. It was probably because usually they're they're looking in the wrong place. They're looking off in the distance or no? They taller than they were, they were very to be or...
1: they were very meticulous about marks. Like the Good. scenes when they're in the street, like riding the scooter around, like they had to get the same <laughs> weather, just all that sort of shit. It's just yeah, yeah,
2: you know. Oh, I figured the this, like the snow stuff must have been insane. Like, you know,
1: yeah, I I, I, don't I, I even can't like even think imagine how they, yeah.
2: So that probably was some
0: green 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 suit or you know. There's weird, a mo-cap. lot of
1: green screen behind them. Well, like I just mean one,
0: like the person like even probably outside a, a mocap they, and, and just like insert actual Seth Rogen. I don't know. I'm just thinking like rather than like okay, we'll come you know now we'll, we'll come, come back in a year when yeah. the weather is the same <laughs> and you have the beard yeah. or whatever.
2: Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, also like my God. I, you know, I, I've tried really growing a beard and it just doesn't, that, that would take a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like they it's fuck just... anything up with the beard scenes and be like, all right, you got to grow the beard again. It's like, mm-hmm. ah, all right, I'll see you in six months. Well, yeah, <laughs> he
1: said he did it solely because like he thinks fake beards look so shitty always. They do. And he's, he's right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, that's just, I that was a, it was a nice movie. Kind of like you were talking about earlier where it's like, you watch it and you're like, that was nice mm-hmm. by the end of it. And it, but it's kind of like that could have been a lot more. Yeah. And I just, and it's unfortunate that it isn't.
0: All right. Well, so while we're bringing up shitty things happening in the world, I I'm going, there's going to be a point to this. I'll, I'll get there in a second. All right. <laughs> um, I just, uh, because of the unexpected passing of Chadwick Boseman, I decided to rewatch black Panther. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I almost, I'm using that as a jumping-off point to say, hey, it's awful, and you know, all that, that really sucks. But I'm not specifically picking on this movie. It's just a movie I've seen recently that I'm realizing is now a thing that is like becoming my biggest pet peeve of, of script writing is. I think very similar because this is the first time that anyone has probably compared American pickle to Black Panther but I'm about to do it <laughs> <All> <laughs> is, right. is there is a point like the <laughs> the 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 T'Challa, uh killmonger thing is like he he understands that he's out there and you know there's some conflict and then it's like they come together and it's just there are words that could be said that would de-escalate and everyone involved has the knowledge to say them. And it's I, I it, it's very it's very unfortunate that like it's I'm starting to see that in scripts where it's like, no, clearly there's a, a there is a talking point here that you could very easily say that would de escalate all of this because the second he walks in and like demands that he's uh has a right at a shot of the king and he's like, Look, I I delivered claw, I delivered the guy you've been hunting for twenty something years, you know, and it's like all he had to say was, Yeah but you hired him (laughs) like, like Uh you were working with him and you double crossed Mm. him and killed him and everyone. But go like, yeah, we trust the guy who's actually in charge. Like the guy who's been here his entire life. It's just, it's one of those like plot points where it's just like, clearly he has this information. This isn't like one of those, like a a well-written, I'm not knocking the script of black Panther because a lot of movies do this. I'm just, it's like I said, it's an example because I've seen it. It's just like, it's not like one of those movies where the main character doesn't have all the information. He has all of the information to just go like, no, like, yes, what he's saying is true. He did deliver him, but only because he double crossed him and killed him and was working with him the entire time. Do not trust this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. And also, here's mm. the rest of the story. Like, I have the whole story. <laughs> like, I will tell you what happened. And it's my dad made the mistake, not me. I'm in the clear here. Like, <laughs> this guy has a grudge, yeah. but it's not with me. <laughs> so, But American yeah. Pickle does that, too. It's just they immediately go to like, fuck you. Well, fuck you. All right. <laughs> You know. It's you know, it's just like, whoa, like like I, I just don't like that. Like it's like it's becoming a pet peeve in scripts where it's just like Really? Just like that's your jumping off point for your conflict. Like get get your conflict in order a little better. <laughs> yeah, tie, tie, I'm just saying, like tie the room, like <laughs> that little bit of script doctrine that will just tie the conflict a little bit better together. Like like I said, back the back that scene up to before he has the knowledge and then it's like, Okay, well, I can buy that. He didn't know he didn't have any defense. Everybody was like, yeah, that guy, you know, like I said, you just slight, slight editing and it becomes not a pet peeve. Yeah.
2: That's why I keep saying, man, if any script coming out of our current era right now, isn't just polished to fuck and doesn't have these contrivances in it, I'm going to be super fucking pissed because <laughs> you had five months to sit around and just like figure shit out because nothing's in production. Yeah. So. Yeah, if, I guess if we that, get a bunch is, of half-ass scripts, I'm gonna be like, y'all motherfuckers. I still
0: really like Black Panther. This is not. I'm not internet-hating it. It's just like I said. I can. If you want further examples, every time I see a movie and they like suddenly skip the de-escalation phase, <laughs> like there's no armistice talk. <laughs> like it's just like, slow up, guys. Use your words. <laughs> you know, like, you have information. Present it. Mm-hmm. Like like I said, it's from rom- romantic comedies. Every every genre of movie is guilty of this. Just yeah. like, you can say something that will shut this all down right yeah, now.
2: just say the thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> just say the thing. Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of sad that like 90% of movie conflicts could be stopped if someone just talked to someone else.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Or like like it's, I said, the, the, the rom-com thing, is because uh, if you want another example, this, the, you know, just random movie I picked off of streaming services because it was like, I want to have a movie on the background. 10 things I hate, I hate about you. There are multiple points of that where he could come clean and be like, Look, (laughs) you know, this guy paid... It's the she's all that principle. It's the, like, guy paid me to take you out thing, blah, blah, Mm -hmm. blah. You know, like, there are several points that he could have said, like, okay, before you hear it, like, there there should have been several come clean moments because there are several opportunities for it. And it's just... That's a rom-com contrivance of the same making, where instead it's just, like, I'm withholding information that will then later blow up in my face instead of, like, providing information that will completely de-escalate the situation right now. Mm -hmm. So... Just saying, don't do this in movies. Get better. <laughs> be better movies. Yeah, be better.
1: Yeah, but that is like Chadwick Boseman. That is crazy. Yeah. I mean, that that hit, he that made one. he made all those Marvel movies after being diagnosed. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's insane. That, that one hit home because
0: I'm the same age as him. So yeah. it's just like fuck.
1: Well, that's some that's some real friends oh. in his in yeah. his that's... family and crew because that I'm amazed that never came out. Like, like how did like Kevin Feige not know this, you know, like Ryan Coogler didn't even know, like how, how, you know, like how do you keep that a secret with how many doctors visits and surgeries and just everything? I I think I saw a thing
0: today that like the only filmmaker person that he knew or that, that knew outside of like his family was the, the director of 42, the the Jackie Robinson movie. I think he told really, yeah, like that, that was it. Like it was just, I guess like they're, Probably they became really good friends or something, but yeah, I mean, I just, it's one of those things like I, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with reading about it only because like, I am so fascinated at how it was kept a secret and uh, like, that's, it's such a, I don't know. It feels morbid. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's, yeah. it, it, it's morbid, it's morbid curiosity, I suppose, because the, it, you know, we're talking about an untimely death, but it's like, I, again, I'm just, I'm so completely amazed at how that was kept private, you know, and I'm in favor of it. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not like, how did you not tell anybody? We demand to know. It's like, no, oh, I, yeah, I'm yeah. impressed. And I'm like in this day and age that like that can happen that like, you know, nowhere was he seen walking into a hospital and someone with a picture, you know, a camera phone. It's like, like I said, I'm, I'm hella impressed. But, but also I, I, th- I think the, what's been the, the confidentiality, not the act. Yeah. <laughs> not the thing that
2: I, I, I think what's been one of the more moving things about, um, The aftermath of it is all the like people have been putting together compilations basically of how in every single instance he would direct attention off of himself to someone else in every situation like winning an award he would give it to someone else or you know he would have this this downtime for this thing and end up, you know, going to a children's hospital or just like, not just every time. Like he was like the anti-celebrity. It was just, he was constantly just anytime someone was like, Hey, you're great. He was like, no, everyone around me is, I'm just here. So. Yeah. I, yeah. I, when I saw that hit, I was like, wow, someone hacked the AP. Like there's no way this is legit like this why like i i'm Mm. not reading this right i'm reading this incorrectly um so yeah it's
1: it's crazy
2: i was gonna try and watch
1: i i was gonna try and watch get on up because it's on hbo yeah Um, i got close yeah but just wasn't wasn't ready for that
2: i guess I was going to watch one of his movies last night and everything that was available was like over two and a half hours, which is yeah. fine. Don't get me wrong, but it was late and I was just like, I, hmm. but you know, it's, I, it's good that those, I, I need to watch Defy Bloods on, on Netflix. I mm-hmm. keep I, I do meaning want to, to watch that now, especially need to watch it. So. I, I
0: do. I have been meaning to watch Get On Up for a long time, but this, that didn't feel like the one to go to because I'm pretty sure that has the poots in it and <laughs> I don't want to be doing my screaming poots <laughs> thing while also... <laughs> trying to respect mm-hmm. a very nice human and actor sure you know so yeah that's um,
2: sure yeah
0: <laughs> is she in it I'm i looking. think she's in it is, is am i if i misremembering is it the wrong movie oh no she's in the Jimi hendrix one the the one that has um oh uh, andre 5000 yeah, yeah i was like i was like outcast is the bad guy is <laughs> yes no sorry it was another biopic yeah sure yeah, so no, I, I'm I'm cleared to watch. Get on up, I think.
2: Yeah. No. Right, <laughs> good news.
0: Yeah, um, shit. I have zero segue out of that. I probably should have brought up my other thing first. Yeah. Uh, speaking of comic book movies, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I don't. Sometimes know. I, you just I, don't even need a segue. Yeah. <laughs> just go.
0: <laughs> um, th- th- this is just a pair of movies I decided to watch uh, just because I, uh, man they've been cranking out some of those dc movies. I know you you started getting into those chuck like watching some of those dc animated movies.
2: Oh yeah, I did. I I got um, up to Batman Ninja and was like, this is anime.
0: <laughs> okay, so some of them like <laughs> it's Bat-
2: Batman anime.
0: <laughs> yes, it is Batman anime. Uh, but like that one is one you could skip cuz there there are I, certain, Yeah, I know that well, now. <laughs> well, No, no, I mean there are certain ones that like you wait, you got all the way up to Batman Ninja and you never talked about it anymore? Like that's that's fairly new.
2: Um yeah. Okay. I watched a lot of them.
0: All right, just... and I was
2: I was enjoying the shit out of them, and then that one like it. sucked the soul out. Well, of them. okay, so I don't I don't
0: remember I don't, if you were watching in the release order or whatever order. I don't know what your order was, but okay, I'm going to talk about one you probably could skip. It's not bad. It's just like, why did you make this one? Um, mm-hmm. And that's probably the more one of the more recent ones, which is just Superman Man of Tomorrow. Um, it's one of those like it's not it's not bringing anything new to the Superman story like at all, and. I don't get it. Like, I mean, it's just like, it's a really weird one to turn into a movie where it's just like, it semi-glosses over his origin, talks about, you know, like, why does Lex Luthor have a beef with him? Like, it's kind of like, it's it's all like in the time period where he like first goes to Metropolis and first tries to get like a job at the Daily Planet and stuff. And like, you know, first kind of has like, like coming out stuff, you know, it's just not like, here's the baby Superman and, you know, Krypton and all that. It's like, they kind of skip ahead. But it's just like, when it's over, it's like, yeah, okay, that's like, amazing spider-man like it's okay but did i really need to see this little section of superman's life again like mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah i don't know yeah. it's just it's it's such a weird choice of one to make like most of all the other ones if the, if it's a single character at this point it's like yeah because we're doing you know a batman anime or we're doing uh you know gotham gotham by gaslight or something you know some else world story something different yeah. this was just like yeah i don't know here's another slight different take on the beginning of Superman's origin again. Yeah.
2: No, I think all the ones that I ended up watching were all different versions of the death of Superman. Okay. They, that, they have done that, that, that whole arc twice. <laughs> like that was like, yeah, they've done it a couple times. So. That was like
0: the first one I think they ever put out was the, the, the death of Superman or whatever, yeah. like one. Yeah. And then it was like, they made it a two part thing, you know, 20 years mm-hmm. later or whatever. <laughs> some crazy t- amount of time. But the other one I got and the, this is one, I didn't know if you got to. This is one you would kind of like, and I did for a long time. Just go like, no, (laughs) and that's the. Uh I I watched Batman, the Batman versus Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles one.
2: I did not see that one. That Uh, one's awesome.
0: Watch it, (laughs) seriously. It's fucking great. (laughs) It's 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 so good. And also the weirdest thing about it, and this literally blew my mind because like a lot of times I will I will start. I would be watching these things and look him up like mid-movie. Like, oh, who's doing the voice of this? I think I recognize it and just look it up. Yeah. This one was just like, oh, shit, they got Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill back to do Batman and Joker. That's interesting. No. <laughs> Troy no. Baker does both of them. Yeah. And I could have swore it was Kevin Conroy. Like, the Mark Hamill one, like, or the Joker was like, there was one where I was like, okay, maybe that's not Mark Hamill. Or maybe he's just not going for it with the same gusto he normally does. So mm-hmm. that one didn't shock me as much, but I am beyond shock that was not Kevin Conroy doing Batman. Like,
1: it's weird. <laughs> like,
0: mm. like, when it was over and I looked, or, like, the, the credits came out, I was like, the fuck? <laughs> like, that kind of reaction.
1: Did did he do Batman in uh, Arkham Origins? It might have been. Was it, it Troy been Baker for that one? Or no,
0: Or maybe he's the uh, 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 Telltale one. Is he the Telltale Batman, Batman?
2: <sighs> I never played <laughs> any of them, so I don't know. Well,
0: Chuck did. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, I... I, I I, it, that one might have been. Terrific. I think that I think
0: you might be the Telltale Batman,
2: Batman. All I know is I
1: saw like three or four shark shows during Shark Week, mm-hmm. and Kevin Conroy was in all of them, narrating. And I was just like, "That's Batman!"
0: Yeah, you gotta get the <laughs> He's bat, talking bat, about sharks. You gotta get the bat shark repellent. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. But it was so weird because like at first I didn't recognize who it was. I'm like, I know that guy. Mm-hmm. I definitely know that guy. And then I'm like, oh shit, it's Batman so yeah it, it's just it's, oh shit it's cool. Batman you just like you don't think of them translating over to narrating shows about sharks and stuff like that but no,
0: yeah. like whenever you hear Peter Cullen doing something that's not Optimus Prime and you're just yeah, like no
2: why is, those don't exist why is Optimus
0: Prime trying to sell me this movie that's not got <laughs> yeah. transforming robots in it
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, uh, yes Troy Baker was Batman in the Telltale Batman
0: okay I know my Batmans except apparently I don't because like this one fooled me Anyway, Batman versus TMNT is great. Like it's, uh, it is just the right level of like everything. Like it's not, I I mean, it's like it, 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 it it mashes Batman being broody Batman without like against the goofiness of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles without turning him into Lego Batman as like the butt of a joke. But also, Mm -hmm. like, they're not, like, oh, fuck you, Turtles. Like, it's just, it's so bizarre to, like, mash those two (laughs) worlds. This, like, gothic, you know, sad boy that is Batman and the cowbucket dudes of the Turtles, you know, into, like, one thing and, like, have it coexist. And it's fucking marvelous. Like, I loved it. So I'm just saying, like, that's one of the best ones of those I've seen in a long time. And, I mean, it is co-produced by Nickelodeon because, you know, that's how you get the co-writes. But but I'm pretty sure it's just DC Animated Studios made it, you know. So they, they, might have brought, they might have brought the voices from whatever iteration of the Turtles cartoon there is now. I don't know. I don't. I'm not that current on the Turtles happenings.
2: So, well, I, I saw that the dude who voiced Superman in the first one you mentioned voiced one of the Turtles in the second one you mentioned. So, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. well, I mean,
0: they have their stable of people they yeah. will ra- randomly rotate on. But uh, yeah, Superman, Man of Tomorrow, whatever. It's fine. Like you know, if you're bored, and you're like, I just want to, you know, DC movie on in the background. It's perfectly fine. It's just wholly unnecessary, and but the Batman versus TMD, TMNT. Check that one out.
2: Yeah, it's so strange. Like the, the Marvel live action movies are way better than the DC live action movies. Uh-huh. But um, <gasps> watch yeah, it, Chuck. Uh whatever. That's but a bold the, stance. But like the DC animated stuff is is for the most part, on average, really good. The Marvel stuff, you just kind of go. They're not really giving a shit about this. They're not trying. Oh, you mean the animated
0: movies? They tried. Yeah, for a the Marvel while?
2: animated stuff is just like, I, yeah. I, and I feel like they just gave up on that stuff at some point.
0: Oh, they absolutely did. They haven't made one of those in like forever. I mean, yeah. they they did a couple weird like uh, Marvel anime things where they were like, "Yeah, let that studio do it," but no, they gave up on any animated ventures yeah. they had. Feel they, feel they, like also they didn't were make that much. Like, you they, know what?
2: No, forget it. They did
0: the two quasi Ultimates uh, adaptations, mm-hmm. which I liked because you know it's just anything that gets close to the ultimates is is good in my book even if they don't really do the exact stories per se um but then they did a doctor strange one that yep. was weird it was like he was like the kid doctor strange it wasn't even like Stephen strange that was like a weird little
1: strange
2: yeah
0: it was like it was something weird it wasn't like he was doctor strange's kid it was like he was yeah it, it took a re- it took a real weird origin story Dr. for doctor strange. strange yeah it was like this other guy who was like doctor strange was like trapped in like the you know whatever psychic dimension or something, but some other realm. And like, you know, this guy came along and like found his shit and they're like, got the power of Dr. Strange. And I'm like, this is weird, but <laughs> I know they did like an Iron Man one. Uh, and then they just like got into like motion comics for a hot minute. Like that was like, yeah. they were like, this is the future. And it's like, okay. <laughs> and I was like, that was like it. They, they basically just got out of that game. Yeah. I know. I, I, I think I saw all the Marvel ones. There weren't, there weren't many. Yeah. Yeah. I,
1: that's about all I I got. Yeah, I don't have any extra stuff here. I I, I saw a lot of stuff though. It's more than yep. I usually have. Two seasons of a TV show. That is pretty a lot good? of stuff. That's yeah. a lot to work on. Yeah.
0: Good, I think I job. think next time I'm gonna do the. Uh, how did what what movie did I pull out of my iTunes library randomly? I started that like I was like I'm going to go you through watched... my iTunes library and like watch things I've never seen before but yet somehow own. Oh, it's pretty yeah pretty much airplane yeah well no i've seen why well, i've seen airplane
2: <laughs> no i know but yeah. i'm just saying like no i just right needed there. to go
0: back to that project of like go through my itunes library and like i own this but i've never seen it so mm-hmm.
2: that yeah you should justify your purchase it's not that i know they you all bought came in bundles and, and shit I, yeah
0: or sequels like i've never seen the third mummy movie but i own it because like it was a triple pack
1: <laughs> yeah that has jet lee in it
0: i i know and yet somehow i was like somehow the entire world was like man I don't want a mummy movie with Jet Li in it. It's like, why not? That actually sounds pretty fucking cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, why have I not watched this? I think because it doesn't have Rachel Weisz in it. That, that's why I was like,
2: screw this thing. Yeah. I, I remember when I bought that compilation, I was like, wait, there's a third mummy movie? <laughs> where the fuck was I? <laughs> Must have been that Two, weird year where I was just not 2007 was planet. a weird time, man. Yeah, I guess it was.
0: Yeah, we didn't care about mummy movies. We were too busy fucking. Not you and me. I mean,
2: like, I was gonna say huh? I don't, we didn't even I don't know each other true. in 2007. Yeah, nah.
0: <laughs> Not each what? other. Just like that was just... the that was the summer of love too. <laughs> like we were just all fucking in 2007. You don't remember that? Ah, oh, maybe that was just me. No, I remember the summer of fuck, but. <laughs> We didn't have time for mummies and yeah. dragon tombs. Yeah. I was too busy getting dragon up in that womb. <laughs> Holy I shit. I don't know what's going here. What's happening?
2: I, <laughs> oh, dear.
0: I'm sorry. I apologize to the American people and the
2: rest of the world. Just the Americans? <laughs> Somewhere there's a Frenchman sucker. Suck <laughs> <laughs> you son of
0: a bitch. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Somebody wrap yeah.
0: this up. So give us some Holy contact shit. information or something so I don't say uh, dumb things.
1: Yeah. Real quick. Uh, Play per day weekend. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: Video games and shit. We're going to be lo- it. If
0: you're listening to the episode brand new, it's happening right now.
2: Like, That's right. Yes. It is. We're halfway f- We're through the first day. If you're on
0: the line street, not quite yet. But if you're listening to when the podcast comes out, it is happening right now.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 You will want to go to no quarters dot net because there is information there that you need.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. It's vital to your survival. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 very
0: imperative to de escalate the situation, this information we are presenting to you yes. at the exact right moment so that right. we don't start fighting.
1: <laughs> yeah. But but seriously go there. Uh, we're gonna be we'll be streaming some stuff. We'll just be doing co op games with people if they want to join us, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, we'll figure it all out. It's yeah. Pinball no. tournament. Yeah, pinball tournament two and pinball FX three. So yeah, bunch of stuff. Uh, otherwise Go to bmfgas.com. Find out all our social stuff from there. Uh, check out patreon.com slash bmfcast for bonus stuff. If you are a who you listener, it is my fault. We haven't put an episode out lately for obvious reasons that I mentioned earlier, but uh, we'll be back on it very soon. So don't fret. Yeah, we'll get there. You'll get more Matt Smith. Don't worry. But yeah. So anyway, you guys got anything else? Nah. Nah. I've
0: already said too much.
1: I agree. It's true. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> we jumped on that way too quickly. Was it's like, fine. Yeah, man. It's fine. It yeah, was a soft Yeah, that <laughs> yeah. was just right really up there. Really beat your mic. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shut your
2: hole, Jesus.
0: Well, in that case, let's get out of here, shall we? I'm Harlow.
2: I'm Mackie. I'm Chuck. And, from and BJ have cast out. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> wanting to kill a bad guy buys the beer.